Thank you for inquiring this message. We hope that this prophetic message inspired by the Holy Spirit ministers to you and empowers you in your walk with Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Wowie, wowie, wow. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. You know, when we say God is good, people always say uh, all the time, right? But you know, the scripture actually says God is good and... And his mercies endure forever. That's the word. Amen. We like to change it up a little bit sometimes, though. Amen. But it has more strength and power when we speak it the way it's supposed to be spoken. Amen. There's two different names for the word of God. The Greek logos. L-O-G-O-S. Logos is the written word. It's that Bible you have in your hand. The second name in the Greek for the word of God is the rhema. And the rhema is the spoken word. Amen? And it, we have to know the difference because one of them, when it is spoken, has power. The other one is like just re, reciting the newspaper or something. Logos. We need the logos. We need the written word to get it on the inside of us. But it's the rhema, the spoken word by the spirit of God that destroys the enemy. That's why when Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, the Bible says that he, he said, he said, let there. And Jesus said, and Jesus said, amen. He spoke the word. Get thee behind me, Satan. Man shall not live by bread alone. He spoke the word, the rhema. So the logos, the word of God, has to get on the inside of us and then be developed, amen? And, and, and in faith, we begin to speak it and it becomes the rhema. Say rhema. So there's two words for the word of God. Logos, rhema. One is the written, one is the spoken. Amen? It's the spoken word that creates. Did you know you were a creative being? Amen. Amen. That's why the Bible says that there's death and life is in the power of the tongue. Because you create. You can destroy and you can create. We are a created being. Christ in us, the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit in us. As we begin to speak, we can destroy or create. Amen. And so we have to learn now what we're speaking. We have to learn now what we're saying. We have to understand now what God created us for so that we can do those things. Amen? We're on part two. Is this part two? Or part three? Yeah. Yes, it's three. It's all right. Just write three there. It's all right. Don't embarrass my administrator. <laughs> Say part three. part three. Amen, amen. Are you ready? Amen. Let's go to the first scripture. I'm going I'm to take you back to this first scripture that we ended with 
on Friday because I know you guys got a thrill out of that. Amen? amen. Say amen. amen. See, you thought this was a gangster term. But it's God that came up with it first. Say regulate. regulate. Woo! I said that on Friday, and his brother said, Warren G. <laughs> How about Warren Jesus? Amen. Amen? See, you thought Warren G was the first one to come out with that. God did. He said regulate. Amen? The word regulate means to control or maintain. Amen. Control or maintain. You must take control of your life. You regulate your own lifestyle, ways, and character. Amen. Listen, we're talking about the armor, so we're about to get suited and booted and ready to go today. Amen. We're in a battle. We're in a war, and we're going to have to learn now what God has given us so that we can defeat the works of the enemy. Amen. We can quench every fiery dart, that we can come against every lie of the enemy, that we can throw down, pull down, and take care of whatever the devil tries to throw at us. Amen. But if we don't understand what the armor of God is in, in detail, what it's for, if we don't understand who we're fighting against, amen. Listen, one of the most important things as a soldier is that you have to know your enemy. Amen. You have to know the enemy. You have to know the weapons they use. You have to know the strategies that they try to use. Amen. When I was in the Marines, that's one of the things they teach you. They teach you all about the weaponry of the enemy and they teach you all about the strategies that the enemy are going to try to use against us. Amen. And so it's the same way as a Christian. We have to know who that enemy is. Amen. We can't just walk around thinking we're saved and we good. Amen. We got to know because we're in a battle. He'll come at you and shoot at you and bring you all kinds of lies and thoughts and try to come at your marriage, try to come at your kids. Amen. And, and you're praying, but you don't know your enemy. Amen. So today we're going to learn also a little bit about the enemy. Amen. Say the enemy. Yes. Say the enemy yes. is defeated. defeated. Notice what it says here. He says, as you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord. So walk, say walk. walk, so walk, regulate, regulate your lives and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to, conformity to him, amen? That means we have to conform to a certain thing, amen? That's why when, when kids join a gang, they conform to that lifestyle, they conform to those rules, they conform to that conduct. When you join something, you conform to, amen? When I was 17 and I joined the Marine, we, I had to conform to certain things I wasn't used to. I had to conform to, I had to learn, amen? I had to learn about the enemy, I had to learn about the universe, I had to learn about everything that entails, the weapons and everything that we use. And that's what he's saying here. He says, listen, you gotta, you gotta regulate now your, your life. We come out of a drug lifestyle, we come out of a a worldly lifestyle. Now it's time that when we come into Christ, that's why he says, as you have therefore received Christ now, you've got to regulate your life. You've got to control and maintain now that lifestyle. You've got to control and maintain now that word of God that has been imparted into your life because now we have to conform to him. Amen. We can't be like the world anymore. We have to conform to him. That's why he says in conformity to him. Amen. Say regulate. regulate. Put that Warren G song on real quick so they can hear it. No, I'm just kidding. Are you still with me? 
And how do I do that? How do I regulate? How do I conform to? How do I get my conduct and my lifestyle the way it needs to be? Amen? And here he tells us. He says, have your roots. Have your roots. The roots of your being firmly. Say firmly. Firmly. Strong. Deeply. Deeply. Say amen. amen. Firmly and deeply planted. That's how you got to get to that place with God. That's how you regulate, control, and maintain a certain lifestyle is because you get firmly rooted, that you get deeply planted. Amen? You're in. Amen? Nothing can change your mind. Nothing can confuse you. Nothing can get you out of order. Amen? And listen, quitting is not an option. Why? Because I'm rooted. I'm planted. I might get hit on this side and get hit on this side, but I'm so rooted and I'm so planted, there ain't no enemy going to take me down. Amen. Say Amen. So then he starts working on your thoughts and he starts working on your kids. He starts working on your marriage. And so he throws all these things at you so that you can start thinking a certain way. And then all of a sudden your roots start coming up. But notice what he says. Have the roots of your being, all of your being, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, your every thought, your soul. Amen. Write this down. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you can look that up and find the scripture for it if you want later. But the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. We're built up of three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. So the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. And that's the thing right now that's not completely saved. We're saved in our spirit. We're saved in our inner man. But our soul is the one that still needs to be renewed. That's why he said, renew your mind, amen, your thinking. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. And the only way to do that is to have your roots of your being firmly and deeply planted. Where? In him. Fixed and founded in him. Being continually built up in him. Becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith. Say the faith. In the faith. In the faith, in the faith, in the word of God. I bet if somebody asked you, what's your faith? You'd say, Christian. Your faith is the word of God. It's not your religion. Amen. That's why he says you have to be rooted and grounded, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith. We got to be established in the faith. What's your faith? My faith is in Jesus Christ, the son who died on the cross for my sins. Amen. My faith is in the son of Jesus Christ who went to hell for three days and three nights and rose on the third day that I might be free. Amen. Not Christianity, not Catholicism, not I'm a Pentecostal. When somebody asks you your faith, you tell them your faith is in Jesus. What's your faith? Jesus Christ. That's my faith. King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. The God of heaven and earth, that's where my faith is at. And that's why he says you have to establish it in the faith. Just as you were taught and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. Amen? Say thanksgiving. 
He says, see to it that no one, listen, you need to hear this because we're going to get to the armor right now and we're going to see why in this series, why we need the helmet. These last two parts, we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. We, we kind of laid a foundation of what righteousness is. Amen. And so today we're going to get to the other part of the armor today. Amen. But look what he says. He says, see to it that no one carries you off as spoil. Make sure, make sure, see to it that no one carries you off as spoil or makes you, yourselves, captive by his so-called philosophy. You know that a lot of Christians right now are being sidetracked by philosophy? Say amen. Amen. Say amen. And I'm not here to put anybody down or anybody's church down or any pastor down or any of that. But don't you think it's time that we stick to the word of God? Don't you think we start doing things the way God wanted us to do it? Don't you think it's time Jesus went into the into the temple and it says that he kicked over tables and he turned over chairs and he said, this house shall be called the house of prayer. And he said, and you have turned it into a den of thieves. And that's what's happening. We're allowing all kinds of things in the church. Amen. Amen. You know, the only way to really get women to a women's Bible study now or into a a big thing is if you have a tea party. Or if you give away a Michael Kors gift basket. We're going to sell you raffles and and we're going to give a prize to the best looking hat. How many want to win this $700 Michael Kors gift basket? It's got makeup in here. We got little tickets and and coupons so you can go get your nails done. Man, that place fills up. They sell out. They make $2,000 off that basket. Is it wrong? I don't know. But what are we turning the house of God into? Why are we trying to manipulate you to come? You should want to come because we came to worship God, not because we're, we're, we're having a raffle. Well, you can win an iPad today. Shoot, let's go, man. Let's, I'm going to buy five tickets. We're manipulating with the philosophy of something else to lure you in, to coerce you to come when we should just say, guess what? We're going to worship God today. How many want to come? Oh, I don't know. I can't make it. Amen. Do you you see where the philosophy of men has entrapped us and captivated us and we're being carried away as the spoils now because we don't have any any idea of what God really wants to do anymore because the clowns up here are preaching so many different things now and any little trick to get you in and any little trick to give. Amen. Say amen. Send me a thousand dollars and I'll send you a water from Israel. Why? When I got the name that is above every other name. Well, let's lower it a little bit. Five hundred for this anointed handkerchief. For the sweat of the prophet is on it. People run to buy it. Because they're desperate. What should they be running to, though? The word of God. They should be running to God. We should say, we're going to have a healing, healing service today. Are you going to have any water from Israel there? You got any anointed handkerchiefs? Then what do you got? The name. Silver and gold have I not, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Why have we leaned to all the philosophies and all the trickery of men to get you in here? 
Amen. Listen to what he's saying. He said his so-called philosophy and intellectualism. Man, some of those words are even hard for me to say. And vain deceit. Listen, idle fancies and plain nonsense. I didn't say that. Don't get mad. Oh, I, did you hear what? Did you hear what Pastor Raul was preaching? No, I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. He says that's all nonsense. He says, don't be pulled away by the trickery of men. Don't be encumbered by the philosophies and the nonsense and the intellectualism. Whoa, well, he has a doctorate, and, and he graduated from so-and-so school, and, and, and his name is Dr. So-and-so. Well, great, yeah. Notice what he's saying here. Now, all that's not bad, but when we start leaning towards that only, then we're taking away from who God is. Who cares if Dr. So-and-so there? Man, my secretary right here is just as anointed. If she lays hands on you, you get healed. She ain't got no doctorate. Amen. Say amen. amen. So, so he's, he's letting us know here that, that, that if we don't regulate, if we don't control and maintain what we have learned from God, the basic principles of the word of God, then these intellectualism and the vain deceits and idle fancies and plain nonsense, following human tradition, men's ideas of the material rather than the spiritual. Can you see what he's telling us here? And I'm reading this scripture because it's leading up to the armor of God, that that's why he gave us the armor of God, so that we can protect ourselves. He gave us everything we need so that we don't have to listen to the fantasies and the, and the, and the idolism and the intellectual. I can't even say those words, man. I barely graduated. Are you with me? He says, just crude notions, following, rudimentary, and elemental teachings of the universe and disregarding it. See, see, that's another thing there. Please don't be reading no horoscope. All you're going to do is open a door. Oh, well, you know, that doesn't really, that doesn't really. Well, you better read your word. You want to go to see what the future is about, then you need to get hooked up with the Holy Ghost because the Bible says that he will show us things to come. Amen. Well, I'm a Virgo. So what? Well, you know, Gemini's and so-and-so, they don't get along. What? Oh, my goodness. You're going to get hurt. You're going to open up the door. You give him an inch, and he's going to take a mile. And before you know it, you're looking at it every day just to make sure you're going to have a good day rather than, how about pray? How about read your Bible? How about get on your knees and seek the Lord? No. Why? Because it's easier to open up the newspaper and go to the horoscopes. Oh, well, you know, everything right here was true, though. Of course, the devil knows you better than you know yourself. Devil's been around longer than any of us. Amen? The, the, the devil knows everything. You know why? Because he hears you. Remember, he can't read your mind. He don't know your heart. He only knows what comes out of your mouth. Say Amen. And here you're thanking God for the horoscope today. Thank you, Lord. Because you said I would run into somebody and get blessed on the horoscope. Thank you, Lord. We're, we're being pulled away by these, these men's ideas of material rather than the spiritual. And it is spiritual, but it's not Holy Ghost spiritual. Amen. I'm not saying those horoscopes are not wrong. A lot of them are right. You can go to a palm reader right now and she'll probably read you everything that's true about you. Why? Familiar spirits. 
Say amen. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they're not right. They're, they're probably right because they got a spirit. Amen? Does everybody understand that? Because somebody's getting led away by this. Maybe that's where that came from because that's not on my notes. <laughs> Teachings of the universe and discarding the teaching. Listen, see? Following after the teachings of the universe and discarding the teachings of Christ the Messiah. Amen? Wouldn't it be more beneficial to us if we knew what he said? Say amen. No more sidetracking. For in him, the whole fullness of the deity, the Godhead. Say the Godhead. The Godhead. Amen? Let's look at your notes. What does it say there? What you too are filled with the Godhead. All rule and authority, principalities, and power. Look at what the scripture said. For in him, the whole fullness of the deity of God, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. Whose nature do we have? Christ. Christ's nature. Christ's nature. So that means then that we have the same power and the same authority over all of these evil things in our lives. Amen. You know why we don't seem to operate in it all the time? Because up here, we're being tricked. Oh, you're weak. Oh, you're nobody. Oh, you're just a nothing. Oh, you've never succeeded at anything. Oh, you ugly. Oh, you fat. Oh, you this. Oh, you're just a mess up. Oh, you're, you're just a bum. Oh, you're just a drug addict. And, oh, blah, 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 blah. And, and it confuses us and gets us to a place where we forget who we really are. Amen. So we have to come back to remembering and knowing who we are. He says, and you are in him. And you are in him. Amen. Made full and having come to the fullness of life in Christ, you too. Look at somebody and say you too. Turn around and tell somebody you too. Notice what he said. And you too. Woo. Say you too. He says, and you too are filled with the Godhead. Amen. Notice what he says. You too are filled with the Godhead. Not just Christ Jesus, the Son of God, but you too are filled in the fullness of life in Christ. And you too are filled with the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and reach full spiritual stature. This is what I really look like to the devil in the Godhead. Not in me. In me, I'm nobody. But in Christ, he looks at us and he says, man, he is full of the Godhead. Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are inside of him. Amen? And he's speaking the word. That's why he said, use the word stature there. Amen? To reach a full spiritual stature of who Christ really is. Say amen. And he is the head of all rule. Notice now, Christ is in us too. We have the full Godhead in us, but listen to what he says now. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. Do you know you have the power over every evil power? Do you have the authority and the name that is above every other name against all evil? Say amen with me. Are you still with me? All right, let's go to Ephesians. Now, I'm no Greek scholar, amen, but I like to kind of study, amen. So I I wrote some Greek words there. So if you have a King James Version, you want to go home and study, you can look it up also as well in the Greek. But we're going to start looking. Let's let's look at 
Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. This is where we're going to begin to get suited and booted and ready for war. Amen? Amen. Are you ready for war? Because we're, we're in a battle. We're in a battle. What did, you, what did you write that day? Something about a war you're already defeated or something? If you don't know you're in a war, you're already a casualty. Amen? We're in a war. Say a war. Look what it says here, 610, King James Version. Finally, my brethren, what? Be strong. Be strong, Be strong in who? The Lord. Not in the homeboys, but in the Lord. Amen? Not because you got backup, because you got Jesus. That's why he said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Amen? Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Then be strong in the Lord. I don't know if I can go any further. Then be strong in the Lord. Amen? Because he's going to throw everything at you possible. Everything. And he knows what will get under your skin. That's why we all go through different things. Because he knows which button to push on you. And he knows which button to push on me. He knows what button to push on you. Amen. He knows us by the way we talk. That's why we need to change the way we talk. Remember, he can't read your mind. He don't know what's in your heart. He only knows what comes out of our mouths. If you keep speaking defeat, then he knows how to defeat you. If you keep thinking, uh, speaking that you're broke, guess what? He's going to attack your finances even more. If you keep speaking that my marriage is a mess, then he's going to keep hitting your marriage. If you keep speaking about these dumb grandkids of mine, he's going to start hitting you right there. Amen? We're speaking a lot of things that we need to stop speaking and learn to be strong in the Lord. Amen? Amen? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know why he says that? Because we have no might. All of our strength and might is in him. Say amen. amen. We couldn't defeat the devil in our flesh. That's why, like, with, like me, drug addict for so many years, because you can't defeat the devil in the flesh. But when I got in him, saved and delivered and set free and found out who I was, Say amen. amen. I can't be tempted anymore. Not, not with that. I, I've already overcome that. Are you listening to me? Amen. Fill up that bowl, light that thing up. It ain't even going to bother me. You think you're going to get me with that? Come on. Say amen. amen. Come on, we've been there. So it's not going to be that anymore. It's going to be something else. Because he knows you've defeated that already. He knows you've conquered that in your life. See, he can't tempt you with the beer anymore. You know why? Because you've conquered that. You've defeated that. But now he'll, he'll, he'll hit you in the area about yourself. You ugly. You're getting old. You got a bad temper. You talk too much. People don't like you. Notice he won't do it with the drug anymore. He won't do it with that other stuff now. Why? Because we're not talking that anymore. Now we're talking other stuff. And the more we talk, the more ammo we give him to come at you. Say amen. He doesn't know your marriage is a mess until you tell him. Oh, I can't do it. My marriage is a mess. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, uh-huh. Say amen. Do you, do you understand that? He's not going to tempt you with all that other stuff you've already conquered. 
He's not going to tempt you with all that stuff you've already defeated. So we're, we're, we're in, in such a battle right now that we have to continue to, to defeat things. To defeat things. What stops us is that we come to a place where we have to learn how to defeat it. Once you defeat it, you move to the next one. Amen? And then there's another battle. And then there's another battle. But you, go, you keep moving as a soldier and defeating everything in front of you. Say amen. So how do we do that? Listen to what he says. Put on. Say put on. If you have your notes from Friday, then you know what put on means. Amen. Array yourself. Clothe yourself. Amen. And this is what I want to do because me and Myra were talking about it. And this is what I was going to say today. Listen. Does this suit look nice? She picked it out and laid it on the bed. But guess what? I had to put it on. Amen. And that's what he means by put on. Clothe yourself. He's given us everything we need, but now he's telling us, put on. Look, I've laid out the armor for here's the breastplate. Here's the helmet of your salvation. Here's the word of God. Here's the, your boots, your feet shod with the, here it is. I've given you victory. I've given you blessing. I've given you all these things. And, I, and I've laid it all out for you, but now you've got to put it on. Amen. And we've got to put it on our kids. Say amen. amen. You've grown now. You've got to put it on. I would have came in my boxers if I wouldn't have put it on. I said, where's my stuff? Well, I laid it out for you. You want me to dress you too? Say amen. And that's how God looks at us sometimes. I laid it all out for you. You want me to dress you too? No. So what does he tell us here? Put on. Put it on. Clothe yourself with the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against all. Say all. Against, against the wiles, say the wiles. Look at your notes. Whole armor, there's the Greek word for it. It means full and complete. Full and complete. Every piece of the armor must be put on. If we don't have the whole thing on, then we're walking around half-dressed. We're walking around half-dressed. Say amen. The second word there is wiles. Look at the, look at the Greek word, methoda. You know what that means? The method. The method. There's a, there's a way that the devil comes at you. There's a way that the devil comes at you. Say amen. Next verse, 12. Are you still with me? That word wiles there is method. It's, it's hard to say in the Greek, but it means method or what? Trickery. He's a tricker. He, he, he's a tricker. He knows how to trick you. He comes with a certain method. That's why when she speaks about the wiles, he's saying, and we can come against all of the wiles of the enemy. You know why? Because there's a method. There's a way he comes at you. There's a way that he tries to trick you. And if you don't see that, if we're not, and I don't want to say smart enough, but if we're not discerning enough, he'll trick you with it. He'll trick you with it. He'll trick you with it. And so we got to be, become discerning. We have to discern now because they are wiles of the enemy. They are wiles of the devil. They're trickeries. They're methods. And they're, it, 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 it's, it's the method, the way he comes at you. It's the style. It's the trickery. It's the form and way he comes. He don't come. He's not going to come with a big old sack of dope. He don't come that way no more to you. You've defeated that. He's got a new method now. He's got a new trick for you. Amen. Say amen. amen. Are, are, are you listening to me? 
Whatever, whatever our downfall was, we've, we've defeated that. We've overcome that. So he's not going to keep trying to shake that bag in front of you no more. He's not going to keep trying to put that beer in front of you no more. Because he knows, the devil knows you've conquered that. Say amen. So he comes with another method, another wile, the wiles of the devil. Another method. Another trickery. Another trick now to get you to a place to fall for it. Say amen. He says, for we wrestle not. Say wrestle not. The word wrestle not there, the Greek word is pele. It means to throw, to strike, or to thrust. Now notice that now. For we wrestle not. That word wrestle means that he'll throw things at you. He'll throw it at you. He'll let you hear sister so-and-so talking about you. Guess what I heard? Because he knows now that'll get you. Say amen. He can't do it with that beer anymore, but the minute he says sister so-and-so was talking about you, man, your blood starts boiling. Well, I'm going to confront her. Amen? You got something to say? Say it to my face. Ooh, he knew, he knew now he could, he, could, he could heat you up with that one. Amen? He knew the drugs and the drinking and all that other garbage of the world didn't work anymore, so now he comes with a new method. Amen? You know why? Because he probably heard you saying you hate sister so-and-so. So now he turns it around, uses this method, this trickery, this wrestling. Say Pele. That's the Greek word. It says Pele to throw now, to strike and to thrust something at you. Say amen. How many of you know he knows what he's doing? That's why you can't fall for those tricks. Say sister so-and-so is talking about you. Oh, amen. Praise God. Well, you know what? I'll just pray for her. Oh, you ain't going to confront her? You ain't going to tell her to say it to your face? No, what for? I've overcome that. Haters are promoters. Now, you just made me relevant. I was nobody before. Now, I'm somebody. I'm on everybody's tongue. Amen? When we first started this church, we didn't even have to make flyers. Did you hear? They got a new building. Did you hear where they're at? They're behind Baskin-Robbins. Who would have thought they could get a new building? Who would have thought they were doing that good? We didn't, we, we didn't even have to make flyers. It was all over Facebook. Guess where they're at now? Guess what, what building? The only thing they didn't do is put the address. <laughs> then I started getting all kinds of texts and things on Facebook. Hey, you got a new building? I said, yeah, how'd you know? Oh, so-and-so told me. Oh, so-and-so put it on Facebook. Man, I love haters. <laughs> Amen? They make you relevant. Let them. Praise God. Amen? Every time we get to do something, got to go somewhere, tell a hater. They'll announce it for you. Because that's how the devil works. He wants to thrust. He wants to strike. He wants to come at you in a certain way. But God turned it around. Didn't have to waste money on flyers now. Praise God. Say amen. Come on. Are you with me? Some of you looking at me like, I thought he was supposed to be holy. Better regulate. Say amen. So that word wrestle not is pele. So he says, we, for we pele, we thrust, we, we, we strike or whatever, not against flesh and blood. So what is he saying? Don't come against that sister. Don't come against that brother. Walk away and pray for them. There's no reason for us to thrust, to strike or whatever, because that's the work of the enemy, not of us. That's why he said, we pele not against flesh and blood. We don't have to strike against. We don't have to thrust that. We don't have to come against flesh and blood because it has nothing to do with flesh and blood, but against 
Say, but against. That word against now is pros. P-R-O-S. Pros means face to face, eyeball to eyeball. So what he's saying now is that you're not thrusting at or throwing anything against flesh and blood, but you're coming against, you're coming face to face, eyeball to eyeball with the principality. Say amen. amen. See, that's how we win when we understand who the enemy is. When we understand his method, his wiles, his trickeries, when we understand that, then I know it's not sister so-and-so. I know it's not that brother. It is the enemy. So now I'm coming face to face, eyeball to eyeball, with a principality. So notice now when he says, and we're going to go back to this, but notice what he says, against principalities, against, against. And against four times, you know why? Because he's saying, Open your eyes, you're coming face to face, eyeball to eyeball, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness. Amen. How many of you understand that? We're going to defeat the enemy, and you'll know it because you're going to come face to face with him, you're going to come eyeball to eyeball. That word against is pros, forward motion, face to face. Principality is the highest ranking in the chain of command of Satan's ruling cohorts on the earth. A principality. It's the highest ranking. Amen? It's like being in the service. You know, you have your generals, your colonels, and captain and then the lieutenant and the sergeant same thing the devil works the same way and if we don't understand that if you don't understand who oh it's just a dumb devil he's a principality you keep acting like he's just the dumb devil he's gonna snatch you up amen he's not just the dumb devil he's powerless but he ain't dumb bible says be wise as a be wise as the serpent. He's smart. He got Adam and Eve, didn't he? He gets you all the time, too. Amen. Are you listening? He's not dumb. Don't think he's dumb. Recognize your enemy. He ain't dumb, but he is powerless. Say powerless. He's got no power over me, but he ain't dumb. I got to watch him. He's got his methods. He's got his trickeries. He's got his little devices. And I got to be smart enough to watch that. Say Amen. So he's not dumb. He's not just some dumb devil. He's a weak, powerless devil, but he ain't dumb. Amen? So what does it say now? What does your note say? Let's go to the next one. So principalities, there's the Greek word arch. It means chief, masterate, rule, time. He rules time, place, or rank in first estate. Say Amen. You can study that. You, you can study. That's why I give you notes. Be, a, be a, uh, a disciple. The second word is powers. Powers. That word powers here is exosia, which means authority. Amen? He doesn't have any powers, but this one here has a power or an authority. Say authority. Look over what? Privilege, freedom, liberty, authority, jurisdiction, Right and strength. That's what that means. So when we fight against him, we know now that he's coming at us against the privileges. Amen. That's why in this country, this is one of the biggest ones that's over the government right now. Trying to take away privileges and rights. 
trying to bring change jurisdictions of where we can preach or cannot preach, where we can go and have a rally or not have a rally. So he comes in in all those areas, and if we don't know that, we're just praying and not knowing that I must be, I need to come against this principality, or I need to come against this power, amen? And that's the thing with Christianity today. We don't recognize who our real enemy is. We just think it's the devil. Are you kidding me? The devil sits back on a big throne, kicking back, just relaxing, sending all these fools out. Principality, take over. Powers, they're trying to pass a new law straight to the White House. Think about it for a minute. He's a ruler. He comes in with exosia. He comes in with authority. Raises up one of those gay congressmen. Raises up one of those bad uh, 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 senators. Raises up and, and, and gets in one of them to change the law, to go against Christianity, to change the law, to do this and do that. Say amen. Do you understand that? that those are some of the powers that, we're, that we have to be praying against. Those are some of the things that we need to be coming at and zeroing in on. But instead, we're just praying. But we got to know what we're praying for. we got to know what we're coming against. So use this list right now because there's, there's more rights coming to other other. Uh, 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 Communities and other, other groups than there are to Christians. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. There's so much rights going to other groups and not to Christianity. There's so many uh, uh, powers and, and, and ways of, of, of having things that, that Christians can't, but, but, but they can. They can go have a big parade and everything else. But you try to go have a parade and promote Jesus and, and, and Christianity and everything else, you'll never get a permit. Say amen. So there's, so, so there's all kinds of things that we need to zero in on and pray against. Say amen. There's some things I wanted to say, but I'm not going to say it. Because people take it the right way, and so a lot of people are not mature enough. Because I'm not homophobic. I love everybody. But there's some groups that have more power, more rights, more authority than we do. You know why? Because they unite. They unite. They're so united right now. They're one of the biggest voices in the country. Because they unite. They come together. And so now they rule now with this, with this power. Listen, look, look at the word powers. For privileges, freedom, liberty, authority, jurisdiction, rights, and strength. Are you listening to me? Now, I don't know if you know much about that community, but they came together. That's why it's called LGBT, because they all came together. Lesbians, gays, bisexual, transsexuals. Not just one anymore. They came together to become one. Are you listening to me? And so now they have become a voice. So what are they now? They're now a power. They now have exosia. They now have authority. Do you understand that? That's how it works. And we just pray. We just pray, oh, Lord. And they're uniting and coming against everything we believe. Calling evil good and good evil. In whatever groups. Not just that one. Amen? Say amen. That's a hard topic to get on because Christians don't understand that. Say Amen. And I'm probably going to get ridiculed for this and 
get texts and Facebooked and everything else about it. Say amen. Because we have a free sound thing that all kinds of people listen to and everything else. And the first thing they want to say, the first thing they want to say, he's homophobic. And I'm not. Everybody's welcome. I've seen a few get delivered, too. Say amen. But if we don't talk about it, we don't know who we're fighting against. That's why it's hard sometimes to be a prophet because you say things others don't, don't, won't want to say. You'll attack some areas that pastors don't want to attack. Say amen. Why? Because I'll lose people. Who cares? You got to preach the truth. Don't keep your people in the dark. Because it's one of the things. Look it up in the Greek. I wrote it for you. Study, become a disciple of Christ, and study it. Listen, that word powers is one of the biggest ones right now. We're fighting because look at it again. Exosia means authority. It comes in. It takes away privileges, freedom, liberty, authority, and jurisdiction. It takes jurisdiction over areas that we can't even go in. There's places we try to get a permit for, and you can't. Those other groups go in there and get a permit. They're in. Having a big rally, big parade, and everything else. But you go try to get a, a, a permit to have a rally down the street with your big old sign that says, Jesus saved, sinners will go to hell, and everything else. You'll never get a permit. Because we're being ruled by the powers. And it's one of them. It's a principality and against powers. That's who we're fighting against. Not the LGBT, the spirit of powers. Not against Muslims, but the spirit of that religion and those powers. Are you listening to me? That's why he said you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Don't blame that person because they're gay. Don't blame that person because they're that. It's a power. It's a spirit. Come against the spirit. Come against the power that rule in that area. Are you listening to me? And so we blow it and we miss it and everything else. And most Christians just throw their hands up and say, oh, well, just let them have their way. We'll just pray for them. And so they rule. Muslims, too, they're putting prayer things in the airports now. They're doing all kinds of things for these other religions. Why? Because it's a spirit. It's the powers. Read your notes. It's a power. He takes jurisdiction now. That's what that, why, why that word jurisdiction is there. Because now the Muslims get to have their certain prayer time or whatever, even in the airports. Why? Because they have jurisdiction now. But you try to go in there. Let me and you try to go in there and say, we're going we're gonna to have a, a, a rally and, uh, and we're going to lead people to the Lord. And you, are you kidding me? They won't even let you walk in with your Bible. Because we've lost all powers. Why? Because he's taken over. Because we don't know what to pray against. We don't understand who our real enemy is. Meanwhile, we just play church, sing a few songs, listen to some clown preach, and then we just go home and be ourselves. While the powers are ruling the nation. While principalities are taking over cities. We want to save the Inland Empire, and we can't even get everybody, all these families still missing. Why? Disneyland. Vacation. Meanwhile, all the powers and principalities are ruling over the cities and the inland empire and taking over things while we're playing church. Are you listening to me? I ain't mad at you. I'm a drill sergeant. I'm going to get you back to fighting status. 
I want to get you back to a place where you're going to defeat every little devil that tries to come your way. That you have power over principalities and power and rulers of darkness. That we have power over every little thing. Because why? Because we have the name that is above every other name and his name is Jesus. And nothing can stand in his way. The demons must flee. The heavens will open. People will be healed. The dead will rise. The blind eyes will open. Oh, because it's a name above all names. I don't care who's in rule. I don't care what power, what principality. But when I walk in with the name that is above every other name, in the spirit and the power of a living God, everything has to move out of the way. And we have to walk like that. You ain't just some little Christian. You have the fullness of the Godhead inside of you. Man, we're talking about taking kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness is being attacked right now by true Christians. We're rising up, coming against the kingdom of music, coming against the kingdom of finance, coming against the kingdom of Hollywood, coming against all those that, that, that are they're trying to be our example. They're trying to be our mentors and everything else. Just because you make 100000 a year or, or $5 million a year because you wear a uniform that has a number on it and a football helmet that makes you a, a mentor, that makes you an example that I'm supposed to honor. Not if you don't serve God, I'm not. Are you listening to me? We have fallen to the philosophies of men. We have fallen to the legalisms and everything else because we don't understand that we're in a war. We're in a fight, and we've got to win this. But we can't. Why? Because we still can't get along with each other. Well, I don't like Sister So-and-so. Sister, please sit here. No, I don't want to sit next to her. And you want to take over powers and rulers and win a battle when we can't even get along with each other? Isn't that ridiculous? Little, little Edward comes up here, every, every altar. That poor little boy needs a miracle, but we can't. Why? Because somewhere in here, we can't even get along with each other. So, there's no unity. There's no oneness. We're just looking out for me. Oh, I'm hurting, man. I'm barely making it myself. I'm looking out for me. We got to get out of that and understand. That's why he said, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. This fighting against me and you. This fight is not against brother against brother. Man, you're fighting some powerful rulers here, principalities and power. Let's go to the next one. Look at the next one. A ruler of darkness. Now, I don't know if you see that, see that Greek word in there? That ruler of darkness rules the world. Look at the Greek word, cosmo. Cosmo crater. That's the Greek word. That means this one, this one has authority in the whole world right now. Say Amen. Over the dark, dark world. He rules. You ever heard somebody say, it feels like sometimes my prayers don't even go off, go, go, go past the ceiling? It's because of that ruler of darkness hovering over us. And we've got to break through that darkness. We've got to penetrate that darkness. That's why when we worship, I always say, we, and, and that's what Adrian and Amber and them do and Terry, that's what we do. We want to change the atmosphere. We want to poke a hole. Open heavens, they call it. Amen. Open heavens. Why? Because we gotta, we, we got to create a way to get to God. And it happens through worship. Because your miracle is on the other side of your worship. Your miracle is on the other side of this, this realm of darkness. Amen? And that's why it's a spiritual. Say spiritual. 
it's a ruler of darkness. It's a world ruler. It, and, and, the, and the definition is an effort of Satan. He's one of Satan's right-hand mans. And effort means that he goes over there and he sits with Satan like this. And Satan says, you know what? I need you to go over there to the Inland Empire. And I need you to rule over that area right there and bring all your darkness and everything. Because those Christians, they're starting to pray and it's starting to penetrate. So I need you to go over there. And he gets up and he goes and he takes off to the Inland Empire. And he starts to rule. And he starts bringing darkness by hitting your finances, by hitting your marriage. Getting one of your grandkids so sick, he's got to go to the hospital, bringing darkness. Are you listening to me? That's how he works. You've got, to, you've got to take your eyes off the natural and get your eyes into the supernatural and know that there is a real spiritual battle going on out there. This isn't about me and you. This isn't just about church. This isn't about just talking kingdom. This is about penetrating and coming against all these enemies of darkness. Amen? Amen? Cosmo Crater. That's the Greek word. What does it mean? World ruler, effort of Satan. It talks about dominion, kratos, power. Amen? Listen, if you're going to be a soldier for God, you've got to know who the enemy is. Amen? When we were being trained to go into villages and, and stuff like that, because I was in there right about when Vietnam was over, but they were still training us to go into villages. They, they teach you to watch out, because, you know, those Vietnamese, were, they, were, they were tricky. They used a lot of those bamboo spear things that they would carve and stuff. And, and you would step on a rope and this bamboo thing with spears would come across and get you. <laughs> or your feet or something on the ground. And so they taught us to watch out for this and watch out for that. And be sure when you walk that you do this. And always look up because the Vietnamese used to like to hide up in the high trees and then come down on you. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm using it as an example because, see, we don't know our enemy. When he comes against us, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> you should have known what it was. You should have known how he was going to come at you. Amen? Say amen. Is that not working? Or oh, you gave it a little break. Okay. Say amen. So you can go down the rest of those because I'm almost done. It's almost time. The spiritual wickedness. Panaria which is depravity. It's a supernatural thing, a dark supernatural, non-cardinal malice, plots, sins, highest form of spiritual iniquity in high places. Now let's look at that next piece of armor real quick. The next piece of armor we're going to look at says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in that evil day. And having done all to stand, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Having your loins girt about truth. That's a very, very important piece of the armor. We talked about righteousness already, the breastplate of righteousness. So I hope the first two parts you got that and understand that. Maybe study more and use these notes and write on it. and think. But the next one we're going to look at right now real quick, and I'll get into it more on Friday, is the loins girt about with truth. The loins, now listen, the loins is a reproductive part in your body. Loins girt with truth, osphis, the pre 
the procreative power. Now, I don't know if you know, but the real armor of God used in those days, everything was connected to the belt. The breastplate was connected to it. The boots were actually connected to that belt. Amen. There was even a place to hang the shield of faith. And the sword was connected to the belt. Everything held the belt. The only thing not really connected to the belt was the helmet of salvation. But everything was connected to the belt. Our feet are being shod with the preparation of the gospel. That belt, that boot had this strap that would go all the way up to the belt. The breastplate was connected to the, to the belt. The belt is one of the most important parts. Why? Because it is the truth. It is the loin gird you about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. So we're going to get into that on Friday. But that, that is one of the most important. Why? Because it, 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 it's talking about the pre-procreative part of our being. And I want you to really understand that. Because we are creative beings. Not just in the natural do we create. But in the supernatural and the spiritual we're able to, to create as well. Amen. We're, we're, we are a creative being. So through the truth of God, through the, through the rhema of God, we began to create. Amen? Are you still with me? He says, when the spirit of truth comes, say truth, he will guide you into all truth. Who's the spirit of truth? The Holy Spirit is. Listen to what he says. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Amen? See, you don't need a horoscope. The Holy Spirit right here will tell you about the future. The problem is it's easier to open up a newspaper than it is to get on your knees and believe God for truth. To see the future. To lead you and guide you. Say amen. Are you still with me? He says he will bring me, to gl bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. This is all connected to the loin belt of truth. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So that tells us right there that if I'm connected to the Holy Spirit, he will speak to me everything that the Father is speaking. He will share with me and lead me and guide me in the way that the Father and the Son want to lead me. So my truth is in the Spirit. My truth is in the Holy Ghost. So you must get connected to with and be engaged with and encompassed with the Holy Spirit. We cannot live without the Holy Spirit. He guides us. He leads us. He gives us direction. He gives us instruction. He speaks to us the truth of God. That's why the loin belt of truth is so important that we be connected to the Holy Ghost so that we know what God is saying and what God is doing. That's why the Bible says, let all those that have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Spirit is speaking in direction. He's speaking in, in, in bringing us to where we need to be. Instruction and direction. A soldier always needs instructions and directions. Instructions and directions. And you hear it from the truth. And the truth is the Holy Spirit. Say amen. Amen? amen. amen. How many in there? You can read the next one. On your own, Galatians 5, 7 through 10. Amen? Amen. Did you receive something? Yes. 
We're going to get into it more on Friday again, some of the other ones. But this, this putting on the whole armor is very important. Like I said on Friday, most Christians just walking around with a helmet. Most Christians, they just saved. They got no clue on how to swing the sword. They got no clue on how to raise the shield of faith. They got no f- clue what having your feet shod, what the preparation of the gospel even means. Amen? And so we need to learn all of that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen? Woo! We hope you've enjoyed this message. We pray that you are encouraged and empowered by the Holy Spirit to continue your walk with Christ. Again, thank you for your continued support to this ministry. We look forward to seeing you in one of our next services, either Fridays at 7 p.m. or Sundays at 11 a.m. Thank you, and God bless you.